Coming at you from the Lone Star State, a pop culture podcast about movies, TV, toys, and other dorky things with a twist of real life dad stuff too. So here he is, Lucky the Dork Dad. This is the Dork Dad Podcast. What up dorks, Lucky back with another episode of the Dork Dad Podcast. So on this show today, I'm going to talk a little dork news, uh, get into some dork dad questions, and a little bit of what you're watching. But before I get started, I have been messing around with trying to come up with a commercial for the show, and I put something together. Let's see what you guys think about it. So here it goes. Dad, do you have the laptop? Great. He's in his toy room recording again. You know, ever since he started his podcast, he thinks he is so cool. He sits in there and talks about movies, toys, games, and whatever he thinks is pop culture news. Can you believe he wanted us to be on his show too? (laughs) Yeah, right. But he still talks about what me and my two brothers do all the time. Another thing he does is ask people crazy questions and says it's for the show. Sometimes I see him recording videos of himself playing with his toys. (laughs) Grow up, Dad. You know what else is funny? His logo is a picture of his face. I mean, come on, Dad. Do you really think people care what you have to say about all that stuff? Well, Dad, I hate to tell you, but you're a big dork. I guess that's why he calls his show Dork Dad Podcast. If you guys really want to hear my dad's show, you can listen on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and pretty much everywhere else you can get your podcasts. If you want to follow him, he's on Facebook, Instagram, and sometimes Twitter under Dork Dad Podcast. Ugh, hurry up, Dad. I need to use the computer. So <laughs> that's it. Um, I think it's all right. I might add some background music or I don't know. There's got to be something in the background that's too, uh, too quiet. But moving on, let's get started with some dork news. Dork news. All right, let's see. Kevin Hart fans, I'm sure you guys know, was in a, was in a pretty bad accident very early Sunday morning. Um, since then, he has had... Uh, back surgery you know that's less than 24 hours of his accident um he was driving or no he wasn't driving um he was actually the passenger in his own car um see earlier this year back in july he treated himself to a 1970 plymouth barracuda and supposedly a jared black the man who was driving Kevin's vintage Plymouth at the time of the accident was pinned in the crushed vehicle and also seriously injured. He was airlifted to UCLA Medical Center and we're told he's surrounded by family members as he also recovers. As for Kevin himself, he was miraculously able to walk away from the accident um, with the assistance of his bodyguard, um, but was rushed to the hospital with what cops called a major back injury. There was also a woman in the car that was uh, pinned in the car. They had to cut her out, but she uh, she made it out with with no major injuries. So again, Kevin Hart had back surgery, but Monday 
we got word from his wife and Nico Hart that she says he's going to be just fine. Um, she says uh, Kev's awake and recovering. So thank goodness for that. Everybody's been wishing him best wishes, including his, his buddy Dwayne Johnson. Um, I'm sure he's glad he's going to be all right. Because I'm sure they got a Jumanji 3 or a Central Intelligence 2 they're going to be working on. You know they got something going on. But, moving on. Let's see, we got some uh, Batman news. Or before that, um, the Joker trailer. Has everybody seen that yet? All I gotta say is, all I have is negative thoughts. Now I am really, really excited for this one. The trailer looks great. It looks super creepy. Joaquin Phoenix looks super creepy. That laugh. Oh, that laugh is just killer. Now everywhere this movie has been shown so far. It's getting super, super hyped up. They're saying that Joaquin Phoenix is definitely going to be in the Oscar running as well as the movie. I mean, overall, just great, great reviews so far this show. One thing I'm scared of are these people hyping it up and then when it finally releases the general public is not going to take to it. But I am definitely, definitely psyched for this one. I'm ready for October 4th. Um, definitely got to be there day one. So like I started off saying, keeping in with the DC, talking about Batman, talking about... um. Matt Reeves Batman or should I say the Batman in a recent interview with the Robert Pattinson he he talked to Variety magazine and spoke about his Batman casting um, done in the bat suit for the first time and towards the end of Variety's interview Pattinson had Allegedly, or maybe rumored to accidentally um, talk about a potential spoiler. So this is a quote direct from the interviewer. And let's see what you guys think about it. He says, at one point in our conversation, he offers a mundane comment, talking about Robert Pattinson. A mundane, mundane comment about Joaquin Phoenix, who stars in Joker. A movie he hasn't seen yet before asking to retract it. Oh shit, he says, adding that he's not accustomed to thinking about spoilers. He says, I definitely should not say that. I'm so used to pretty art house movies where you can watch the movie three times and still not know what it's about. So, of course, they did not report on exactly what Pattinson said about. Um, Joaquin Phoenix but it does seem like he is either working or going to work with Joaquin Phoenix based off uh, the supposed comment he made so what does that mean for the DCEU now we know his Batman is not related to you know the upcoming Aquaman Wonder Woman uh, ben Affleck's uh, Batman was part of that universe. So, 
if there is a potential that maybe we might see a Joker in the new Batman movie, does that mean there will be a separate uh, DC universe um, apart from the other ones? You know, the other ones are also going to have, you know, Birds of Prey and all the Suicide Squad and all that. So, how do you guys feel about a potential two different universes? Now, I still think it all depends on exactly how well uh, the Joker movie is going to do. But if it turns out what it sounds like it's going to be, the movie's going to be great. And I am definitely down to seeing a Pattinson, Joaquin Phoenix uh, in another movie. Oh, I can't believe I uh, I totally missed the weekend box office numbers. So let's dig into box office mojo and see what the results were. Uh, top three. Um, coming in at number three, moving up two spots. Uh, beating out um, Fast and Furious, Hobbs and Shaw is the Lion King. Lion King still pulling in strong with almost seven million bucks. Let's see, Good Boys remains at number two at nine point five million, and remaining at number one, Angel has fallen with eleven point eight million dollars. Uh, Lion King in this fifth week, you know, staying strong, bringing in total now domestically 521 million, which is, which is funny because, well, not funny. I mean, it's dizzy. We know, we know it's going to do good, but, um, as much of a disappointment the Lion King was and how much better, Spider-Man Far From Home was as far as movie wise I mean even with the re-release um, Spider-Man Far From Home came jumped up to number 8 uh, but even still total is only 384 million you know Lion King blows that one out the water so it's funny how that works even though uh, Spider-Man was a great movie a movie like Lion King, which we know is going to be popular, but just not a great movie. How much uh, how much more money it has made. Let's see, what else? So according to Cosmic Book News, it is being claimed that Marvel Studios and Kevin Feige are developing a Wolverine vs. Hulk movie. Now, comic book fans know... Hulk versus Wolverine is always a big thing, but there is a reason why they're calling it a Wolverine versus Hulk movie because Marvel Studios does not completely own the rights to Hulk in films, but they do now own the rights to Wolverine, uh, which they got in the whole Disney Fox deal. Universal Pictures actually owns the distribution rights to Hulk, which is why there hasn't been any new solo films in 2008. However, a way around that is to have another character as the primary character in the movie, just like we saw with Thor Ragnarok 
instead of it being called Planet Hulk. So what does that mean? Well, based on the rumor, uh, the Hulk will be featured in Wolverine vs. Hulk, which will be based on the current iteration from the hugely popular Immortal Hulk comic. Um, the rumor has it that Wolverine vs. Hulk movie could be three or four years away, but they definitely, definitely want to make this happen. And if this rumor turns out to be true, that means the goofy Professor Hulk from uh, Endgame um, is not going to be used. Now, when you're talking about Immortal Hulk, um, Hulk is more horror-oriented with roots from the early comics. So that should definitely be interesting. I mean, it's going to be MCU, but it's going to be different Hulk or maybe an earlier version of Hulk who knows no matter how you look at it I just think it'd be really cool if Wolverine was introduced to the MCU uh, with Hulk in a Hulk movie just like he was introduced in the comics in the Incredible Hulk 180 now who could possibly play the Wolverine who knows we got a long time to talk about it, but just know there's rumors out there and they, they really want to make it happen. Dork stuff. All right, let's get moving on to some Dork Dad questions. Now, I know everybody's all excited for this Disney Plus coming out and this whole deal that they that they offered with only four bucks a month or something like that. And supposedly crash the servers which I think it's going to do once it opens also um so Disney Plus right the rumor is or there's a, that's what they're saying is they are going to have every Disney owned property right you're going to be able to see every movie how I think I've asked I've asked myself this before but how is that going to affect their physical media? And I know there's still a lot of people out there that aren't keen to the to the streaming services, right? There's a lot of old school people. And they still buy that stuff. And I know there's collectors, right? They still like to buy the steel books. But for the new, the new people, let's say, the millennials, right? They want things now. Um, you know, what is this going to do to DVD sales and Blu-ray sales looking forward? I mean, if they're going to have everything eventually, do we even need DVDs or Blu-rays anymore? I personally do not think we do. Now, my kids are getting a little older, but man, I was always the first one, um, Especially kids' movies, you know, because kids watch the hell out of movies. I was always uh, buying DVDs left and right as soon as they came out. DVDs and then Blu-rays, right? But moving forward, it's like they don't even watch movies anymore. The only time we really watch a movie um, uh, on disc, on any kind of disc, is when 
I'm suggesting an older movie that I can't find anywhere else but disc. Um, it's funny, whenever I think of a movie uh, to show the kids, you know, I'll, I'll look at uh, everything, right? I'll start looking on Prime, I'll start looking on Netflix, Hulu, and if nobody has this movie, then I end up looking for it on disc. Um, I usually go to my mom's house because my mom still has a whole bunch of DVDs. So, um, but moving forward, I wanted to see what you guys thought. And starting off, we got Mr. Chris Rizzo. He says, I like owning digital downloads, right? If it's like Netflix, talking about Disney Plus, then the movies will get rotated out. Um... But I don't know much about Disney Plus yet. I need to take some more time to research. But I already know I'm going to pay for it. Now I don't know if that's true. Um, or maybe it is. Now they did say, you know, they're going to have every, um, like I said, every Disney property. But does that mean they're only going to show them, maybe they are going to have them on a rotation. Maybe they're going to say, okay, um... We're going to have these movies um, you can watch. And then maybe a few months after that, they rotate some of them out. Uh, just rotate all their properties to sort of keep it fresh and don't just bombard you with everything all at once. Who knows? Who knows how they're going to do it? The only thing we know is they said they are going to have every Disney property. As far as movies, I believe. Let's see, we got them boys at Sarlacc Digest uh, on Instagram. They say they will likely phase them out, meaning uh, physical media, uh, which blows because they love collecting them. Um, like I said, me too. Like I bought them all the time. That's interesting too because I know um, once this ninth movie, ninth Star Wars movie is out, I know there's a big uh, box set coming. There has to be. Um, I'm sure people jump all over that. Even though it'll most likely have everything available on Disney+. Plus. Uh, I just hope they, they re-release the original trilogy without all the extra footage or... I don't know, forgot what they called them. The special editions. Um, I really miss the originals. Uh, Jedi, to be more specific. Uh, at the very end, the Ewok song. I used to love the original Ewok song. And then they messed it up with the special editions. Let's see. Da -da -da -da. We got Mervine48 says that he'd still buy physical media. Uh, the streaming service is a rental agreement. They can take it away anytime they want. I honestly do not think uh, they will stop doing physical media because in some places that's the only way to get content. And, you know, like I said, that's true. There's a lot of people that just aren't into the streaming or don't get the streaming or it's not available to them. And I understand that it's probably won't go away completely at least not right away but i'm just wondering how much it'll affect their sales uh 
if they'll be hurting themselves um, by seeing a, a reduction in sales, but at the same time, they're going to have everybody's money that wants or is available to get the Disney Plus. Let's see. 80s Baby says, In time, just like Betamax and VHS tapes, DVDs and Blu-ray will be the old. Some still collect them, but slowly they're becoming another victim of evolution. Which is what I'm thinking. It's just going to be hard in the future. Um, maybe it's just the mindset of collectors and the feeling of nostalgia. But uh, without anything tangible, anything physical to hold, to remember, to get those feelings back. I mean, that's, that's going to be pretty hard. It's just going to make people less human, in my opinion. Um without having that something to hold on to that that you know brings back those those feelings but um like i said we all move on change is inevitable let's see big pop 512 says we're still buying we're still buying them for those road trips yeah you know there's times where uh, you're on a long road trip and you got no signal, no service, but that's when you just download them to view later. So, that's what I would do. Let's see. Black Hole Comics says, me personally, I like to have the physical copies, but that's just me. Even though I can watch most of my collection on streaming, there's quite a bit that I cannot and exactly and that's that's my point too there's a lot of stuff that you just can't get on digital media whether it's um movie rights or what have you there's a lot of older movies that i would love um to have and in some kind of digital format but it's just not in the cars and it doesn't look like it'll ever happen so for those movies um you have to have them. There's just right now. There's just no other way. Let's see. So another question I posted up was, "Do you guys have any tattoos? How many? Of what? Um, are they nerdy tattoos? You know, what do you guys got?" Uh, as for me personally, I have. I don't even know. At least ten tattoos. Um. I've got everything from a Buddha to a cross to a tribute to my sisters. Um, my half-sisters, a tribute to my uh, my cousin that passed away. Um, a tribute to me and my wife's first date. I got a whole bunch of stuff, but nothing nerdy. Um... I want something I just don't know what to get. Uh, I don't know what I want permanently on my body. But I definitely love tattoos. Uh, I'd really love a portrait at some point. And they are just pricey 
and portraits scare the hell out of me because I'm scared of going to the wrong person. So, I don't know. If I come across uh, some extra cash, maybe it'll happen one day. But what did you guys say? Let's see. On Instagram, we got Damien Jeter. Says he has a samurai Darth Vader helmet on his hand. And he plans on doing a whole Star Wars sleeve. So that's pretty damn awesome. Um, I wish I would have thought before I got tattoos on my arms. But um, I would definitely be interested in a sleeve. Um, Black Hole Comics says three of his seven tattoos are nerdy. He has the Omega sign on his right wrist. In honor of God of War, Spawn on his right upper arm, and Stitch on his left forearms. That's awesome. Uh, let's see. Graves Inc. Tattoo Studio here in San Antonio uh, says too many to count. He says he's going to be doing a Gardens of the Galaxy theme on the Mrs. Leg soon. That's that's great. Let's see. Hoth Topic Podcast says Vader's helmet and Mythosar skull on each delt and Imperial logo on the inside of his arm. Lord of the Rings, one ring around as an armband. It's got Batman, Green Lantern, hybrid logo. On his forearm, along with his last name in Kryptonian. Now, if those aren't some nerdy tattoos, I don't know what are. Um, the last one I wanted to mention here is, I uh, hope I'm saying this. It's D. Lim, D. Limbach, ninety-eight. Um, if I'm saying that wrong, correct me. Um, he says he has too many to list off, but has over 50-ish hours of work. Now I was thinking, man, this dude must have um, a freaking uh, lot of work, right? And what's funny is uh, no intention at all. But uh, the question I, I had posted just today, um, I said, what is your favorite Jim Henson property or character and what's funny is he tagged me in the post that uh, he had and this is like from 2015 but he tagged me in this post he said here is my answer to your question and yes that is my back so <laughs> so if you want to check out this guy's tattoo it's it's pretty awesome it's like I said, I don't know if I'm saying it right, but it's D L I M B A C H 98 Dillenbach 98. He's there's a tattoo of his back, right? And it's sort of a picture of the Last Supper ish, right? But he has it's the Muppets. I mean, you got Kermit, Piggy, Beaker, uh, Brow, Fozzie Bear. Gonzo, um, the two old dudes. I mean, it's it's 
it takes up his whole back. It's it's pretty awesome. And I just thought that was a little funny because I asked about tattoos and I asked about um, Jim Henson characters and he had an answer for both questions with this with this huge tattoo, which is pretty awesome. Let's see, what else did you guys say? Adam Smith on Facebook says Fraggle Rock. That was a show that I used to watch all the time, but not everybody used to watch that show because it was on HBO. Uh, I guess I was just fortunate to have HBO at some point because I know I remember seeing that show. I could not tell you character names or what it was about right now, but I definitely remember watching that show. And we got Chris Friends from the Sarlacc Digest. Sarlacc Digest says Muppets and his favorite is the animal. Who does not love animal, right? Now, this whole Jim Henson question came about because if we talk about a little dad stuff and leading into what you're watching. So my my youngest, he's a Netflix fiend, right? He's always looking at stuff and want to know what show to watch next. I think he watched all the damn Power Rangers that were on there and um, he watched Lemony Snicket's on his own, and he saw this, uh, show come up, and, uh, The Dark Crystal, right? The Dark Crystal Age of Resistance, and he asked me if I knew what it was, and I said, oh, that's, that's, uh, it's a movie, that's, that's an old movie. I was like, I know, that's another one that I know I've seen in the past, but I just didn't remember. Um, so I looked that up. I found it uh, digital. And we uh, we watched that movie. I said, hey, before you watch that, that new uh, movie. At first I thought it was a movie on Netflix. Um, I said, before you watch the new movie, uh, let's watch the old one, right? So, um, like I said, I got the digital copy. Me and me and my youngest, we sat there and we watched the whole movie. And you know, for being, I think it's like 1982 or 1983, that was pretty amazing what they did with those puppets back then. Um, like I said, I knew I had seen it before. I didn't remember it, but as soon as it started playing, it instantly came back to me. I was like, "Ooh, yes, yes." Um, it's just. It's just a great, a great movie. And I want to say Jim Henson, I think that was one of his most favorite projects to do was that movie. So um, it's definitely a good tribute or an awesome tribute to Jim Henson with this new series. Now, I thought it was going to be a movie, but it's it's uh, actually a series. Now, I haven't watched it yet. Uh, but I plan to, you know, that's my, uh, what you're watching, what's, uh, what I want to watch coming up. Now, I know my son started it, but just looking at the trailer for the series, it looks like a retelling, possibly, uh, of the story that's in the movie. It, it doesn't look like a continuation of the movie, because then 
the end of the movie, everything was all hunky-dory, and everybody lived happily after after. But this movie, um, you get um, the characters back, and so it looks like to me, it looks like to me, I haven't seen it yet, it looks like a retelling um, of the story that was set in the movie. Probably just more uh, elaborated, expanded. Obviously a lot better special effects, but I'm definitely looking forward to this series. So that's what I got coming up. Let's see, another thing I watched was the new Dave Chappelle uh, special Sticks and Stones. Again, you know, what can you say about Dave Chappelle? Uh, the man's a genius. I've always loved Dave Chappelle, even before Chappelle Show. I don't know if you guys remember the early days of Comedy Central. I mean, Comedy Central just came out, and it just kind of had, like, random stuff on there. There used to be a show. I don't remember what it was called. It might not have even been a show. It might have just been what they showed all the time, but they showed... No, I think it was a show. They showed little clips, kind of like uh, music videos. You know, MTV back in the day, or music videos. I'm sure they still do it. When the video pops up, you know, in the lower left-hand corner, it says the artist, the name of the song, um, you know, whatever, right? A description. And this show, I'm guessing it was a show. It was kind of like that, right? They'd show a clip of a comic. And it had the comic's name and maybe the name of the joke or maybe what he was talking about and maybe a date or something. So it was like music videos, but they were clips of stand-up comedians. And, you know, it was, like I said, Comedy Central was new. So it they'd show the same stuff uh, over and over again. And I remember um, seeing Dave Chappelle in there, like I said, way before his show. And... He was just really, uh, I remember he was really obnoxious because uh, he was doing like a character at the time. and um, Similar to his character in, um, what was that movie? Um, in, um, shoot, Nutty Professor. Remember he was in Nutty Professor with Eddie Murphy. There's a scene where they go to a comedy club, right? And it's actually Dave Chappelle. He's playing a stand-up comic. This crazy guy has like a um, mad hat or hat on. And he starts going off on, on fat, fat um, Eddie Murphy, right? Nutty Professor. Um, and then when uh, Eddie Murphy turns into a uh, you know, regular looking dude, uh, he starts heckling Dave Chappelle makes him take off his hat and his hat, hair's all nappy, but um, those clips remind me of that character. I think he was doing the same kind of voice and the same kind of character. But, anyways, back to this show. Uh, Dave Chappelle, um, of course he's going to try to cross the line, right? And he does, right? He's talking about uh, homosexuals, transgenders, um, abortion... Um, you name it, but, uh, and some people may take offense to it. Some may not, but you know what? 
it is what it is. And like he says in the show, right? He says, um, you clicked on my face on Netflix. So uh, don't be offended because you chose to watch me. So if you haven't checked that out, check it out. And I know there was a rumored, um, well, it's not rumored. It's there. There's an epilogue after the show has about, I think, 18, 19 minutes of footage, extra footage. Um, it's just footage of him at other shows. And he's, he's just uh, talking to the audience. It's it's really good stuff. Um, it was rumored that Netflix had taken it away. I don't know if that's true or not, but it is there now. I think it's just kind of hard to get to because you actually, you can't just, um, like other things, or you can't just go to the menu and select epilogue to watch it. You have to either watch the whole show, Sticks and Stones, or just fast forward to the end, and you have to let the credits roll all the way to the end. The credits roll all the way to the end, and instead of going back to the main menu, it actually brings up. It looks like oh, that it's just over, right? Taking you to the menu, but it actually says epilogue, and you have to press play. It does. It's not something that plays automatically. You actually have to press play, and it will play that epilogue. So, be on the lookout for that good stuff. Let's see. I finally finished all the episodes of uh, Jerry Seinfeld. The uh, Comedians in cars drinking coffee. Um, again, that's that's a pretty good show. I enjoyed it. Um, I love that they just talk about nothing. The show's about nothing. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely uh, something to watch. And next, I got something really, really interesting. Um, I'm not a big documentary guy, but this one caught my eye. So like I said, uh, when I was looking um, on all these all these streaming services for um, something to watch with my son, um, I was on Hulu, right? And this one caught my eye. It says the Amazing Jonathan uh, documentary. Now, Amazing Jonathan, if you don't know, he was this um, crazy, whacked out magician. Uh, he was a magician, but he was also, he made his act funny, right? Um, really great. Like I said, he's another one that I used to watch on Comedy Central. I used to watch his specials all the time. You know, they'd play the same ones over and over again. Um, really funny guy um, when I remember watching it back in the day. So, um and I know he hadn't done, or at least I haven't heard of him doing anything in a long time. So I wanted to see, okay, what is this documentary about? Now, it begins, right, like a normal documentary. Um, and it starts off um, showing him uh, Amazing Jonathan on stage at a performance. But he's sitting in a chair, right? He's talking to the audience and he's saying that he's dying right that he went to the doctor and the doctor told him he has a year to live right and people were laughing because they think oh he's he's a joke because he's 
he's a he's a jokester. Um, and you see him start to to break down. He says, "This is not a joke." And that's the way it starts. And I'm like, "Oh shoot!" You know, I didn't even know he was sick. Right. So this documentary it starts off like a normal documentary. Um, you know, obviously showing him at home, talking about his illness. The doctor told him he had one year to live. And I think if I remember right, he said that was back in 2014, right? Um, when it shows that clip of him saying, uh, the doctor said, I got one year to live. And then, um, I think it says like, uh, three years later, right? Like, Oh shit. Three years later. Um, and that's where the documentary starts. It's showing him at home, showing him and his wife, um, and it even shows you uh, the guy doing the documentary. His name's Ben. And shows Ben talking to him. Um, and everything's going on like a normal documentary. Um, I get interested. I get into it, right? I want to know what's going on with his life. How is he still alive? This and that. And then they're going. He decides to do another uh, stand-up show. Um, he's, he's tired of being at home. He's always at home, um, just doing nothing, right? Just, um, waiting to die. That's what he's been doing this whole time since the doctor told him. And he hasn't died yet, right? He, he does have his moments where, uh, or he's got good days and bad days, but he's like, I'm not going to sit here anymore. I'm going to, um, I'm, I need to get back out on the road. I need to, I need to do some shows. So. He's going to the show, right? Again, it's just like a normal documentary. He's going to the show. And then he tells the guy um, doing the documentary. He's like, oh, uh, by the way, um, there's going to be another crew doing the documentary also. And the guy is kind of like stunned by it. He's like, um, okay. Right. And amazing Jonathan, he's like, um, uh, I had to say yes to these guys. Right. They, uh, they, they're Academy Award winning documentaries They're They did man on a wire, um, the tightrope guy and this other show. Right. Like I had to, I had to say yes to them. They're Academy Award winners and this and that. And amazing John, he's just thinking of himself. Right. Um, and rightfully so the guy's dying. He wants to be remembered. Right. Um, so the guy, Ben, who was originally doing the documentary, he's like, what the fuck? Right. Um, and it's just awkward from there on out. Right. He's trying, um, to position his cameras. The other crew's trying to position their cameras and, and he's trying to work with them, right? This guy, Ben, he's trying to work with them. He's saying, hey, maybe you can be over here. I'll be over there. Um, you want time in the dressing room with them, and then I can move in after that. And, you know, he's really trying to make it happen. Because, um, like I said, he's trying not to be a dick about it. He's like, okay, he wants another crew, two documentaries, whatever. I'm... I have to work. I have to work with them to try to get what I need to. I need to get out of it. 
and then there's some you know, there's tension that rises, right? They go to another venue and and the venue is like, okay, documentary you have you can work in three these three spots, right? And Ben I think takes two of them, right? And the other crew comes and like, well, where are we gonna set up? And they're like, well, you can be over here. And so some tension rises and and he brings it up to amazing Jonathan right he's like hey man this other crew this and that and he's like well like I said they're academy award winners um and kind of behind his back Jonathan signed some signed some contract with these academy award winners and and kind of pushes Ben out right they're saying, oh, anything that Ben uses, they have he has to wait two years until um, they finish their documentary. And Ben's like, what the fuck, right? So, but he's still recording or whatever. And then um, they go to a, another show where he's talking to, to Jonathan. And Jonathan makes a comment like, oh, oh, by the way, there's another... Um, there's another crew coming and now Ben's like, what the fuck? Yeah, I was the first one. And then you got this other crew that came in and now you have another guy and this other guy is cool. Like he don't give a shit. He's like, oh yeah, I had talked to him about doing this documentary years ago, like long time ago and this and that, this guy, he's, he's a freaking, he's a juggler by trade, but, uh, at some point he had started filming him. So now Jonathan invited this guy to start filming him again. And then there's a word of another uh, person that had, had done some documentary work on him. And Ben is like, what the fuck is going on, right? And so it started out as a documentary about the amazing Jonathan, which I was totally down for. It turned into this documentary about Ben and um how he is getting fucked by uh amazing Jonathan right um and he's not being a dick about it he's really like I said really trying to work he just wants to know what is the deal you know why are you dicking me around and he just goes on to to try to do anything to get Jonathan to work with them and then there's a point where uh, Jonathan is just giving him the cold shoulder and this and that. There's a lot of back and forth. It's really, really good. I hope I, didn't, I pretty much spoiled it for you, but um, it's still a really, really good watch. Um, uh, he goes on to question if Amazing Jonathan is even dying at some point. He gets so frustrated with him. Um, which is a good point because, I mean, the doctor said you have a year to live and you're here four years later, um, still kicking it. Um, but what's funny, well, not funny, but, uh, you really do get to see Amazing Jonathan, how fucked up he is. He talks about how he was a cokehead and, and he was just always fucked up at his shows, which makes sense because if you go back and see his shows, they're just fucking crazy uh he even jokes to, about taking coke in his in his in his act but um what's crazy 
And like I said, he really wanted Ben Wonder to get close to him to so he can let him in to finish the documentary. We find out about um, Mason Jonathan is he still does drugs, but um, not just coke. This dude is smokes crack and and makes you wonder, okay, he's sick. The doctor said he had a year to live. I almost wonder if if the crack is what's keeping him alive. Um, It's really crazy because there's a point um, they don't actually show him doing it. Right. Um, Of course, it was suggested don't and lawyers, lawyers are talking to him. Don't record yourself actually smoking. Um, he always says, I got to go to the bathroom. And then, but you can, they have the audio and you can hear him lighting up. But like I said, Ben was so determined to try to get closer to Jonathan to get in there and try to um, uh, finish the documentary. He even offers um, to smoke with Jonathan, which is crazy because he's never done anything like that and this and that. And it's, and it's just crazy the links he would go to to try to try to finish his documentary. But like I said, it starts off one way. You, you think it's all cool and they totally uh, pull the rug from you. Like I said, it's a real interesting watch. Um, it's real. It's just real. Um, you see Ben's frustrations and you see how fucked up Amazing Jonathan really is. Um, which is, I mean, it's not a bad thing. He was, he was a cool comedian, but you really see how fucked up you can get when you think you're dying. And it's just a really, really good watch. Highly recommend it. Right, everybody. I think that's where I'm going to stop this episode. So again, thanks for listening. Um, shout out to everybody that uh, that took the time to comment on the Dork Dad questions. Uh, again, shout out to everybody, right? Again, if you want a shout out on the show, let me know. I can make that happen. Just remember to follow, like, subscribe, and all that stuff. Check out threeleggedrabbit.com. And until next time, I will see you later. You've been listening to the Dork Dad Podcast. Please remember to follow, like, subscribe, and share with your friends. Until next time, keep it dorky.